Yesterday, it was absolutely popping. Oh, man, the vibes were fantastic, and what a game for the Nuggets. And, man, they showed so much composure, <clears throat> blowing the lead at the end and then still hanging on. That was something I didn't think would happen, and just what a cool thing to see. Yeah, you know, uh, I thought Brendan Vote put it perfectly when he said, no one that came to the bar yesterday brought sweep energy. Like, no one came mm-hmm. in hanging their head, tail between their legs, being like, uh... We're probably going to get swept today. In fact, that's how I felt internally. Um, <laughs> but everyone came in and was just like ready to go. Yep. And it stayed that way the whole time. It felt like game seven more than it felt like game four, which I thought was really cool. Um, so anyway, shout out to everyone who came out yesterday. We're going to have another place. game seven on Wednesday night. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, and then hopefully that just goes right into Avs playoffs starting in a little over a week now, I guess. Yeah. Um, so. We'll, uh, we'll keep it popping in here. Love having all of you guys come hang out. It's the, uh, it's the best place in the world. And this is a huge week for the Broncos, too. Not only the draft, which we're going to dive into, but Ryan, mi- voluntary minicamp starts today. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday, meaning jo- or Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson get their first official practice as members of the Denver Broncos these three days. Then that leads right into the draft on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, this is as good of a sports week as it gets. Yeah, I didn't get to get to it, but I was going to say A stands for almost that time. Mm. It's almost that time. Once the draft happens, everything comes really fast afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's draft. It's rookie minicamp. It's, you know, a mini camp, it's training camp, and then it's here. Yep. There's a little break in there, as always. But as soon as this draft goes by, uh, the season will hit you quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, will. And this is great. This is so I, I'm so excited. Um, it's a little different this year coming into the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to get excited about it. <laughs> yeah. When Thursday you're off. Right. And then Friday you're not waiting until the final pick of the second round. Yeah. Uh, we will not be off, though. We will be, be very on. Yep. Uh, we will be live here from the DNVR bar for the entirety of the first round, working hard on getting a bunch of in-studio guests, have a lot of soft commitments, which I understand. I, I understand that. <laughs> I don't like to make uh, hard commitments either. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people might come. <laughs> uh, either way, we're going to have you, me, Mace, Andre, Henry. The list goes on of people who will be popping on the show, talking draft, whether it's how it affects the Broncos based on what the AFC West is doing. And then, of course, Friday, showtime. That's when the Broncos are going to pick. Uh, and we will once again be live for the entirety of the second round, the entirety of the third round. Leading up to the Broncos picks. And then Saturday, we'll do it all again after the draft. A big recap of everything that went down for the Broncos. So this is a, it's a really fun week. Yeah. It's a little bit different this year. 
uh, and we're just gonna we're still gonna bring it. We're what we do. We're still gonna bring it, and you guys are bringing it. Tuning in with us, Ryan. Got to give a few shout outs first. Shout out to our super producer, Kale. It is his birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Kale. Kale. Thank you for everything you do for the show. We all love you. Another shout out to my brother-in-law. It's also his birthday. A lot of people's birthdays today. And then one more shout Does out. Does your brother-in-law watch the show? Uh, Potentially. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. I don't know if he watches or, or tunes in on the podcast, but sometimes. So, Matt, happy birthday. And then one more shout out to our listener, Rachel. Ryan, I did the Cherry Creek Sneak yesterday. Oh. I was waiting at the finish line for, uh, for the people I was doing it with to finish. And Rachel came up to me said watch you guys every day Aww. so that means so much rachel and uh really enjoyed meeting you so thank you so much for tuning in and everyone that's tuning in and if you're tuning in live on youtube hit us with a thumbs up we would really appreciate it uh speaking of giving shout outs we have surpassed 700 five star ratings or sorry 700 total ratings we're probably close to 700 five star ratings um we are on a insane streak of five star reviews you guys have been so awesome basically like no one has been mad about anything since russell wilson came which <laughs> there we go i totally understand <laughs> Um, and so we just get five star reviews uh, back to back to back right now. Shout out to Colton Craft, mm. Bronco Mountain, Let's go. Uh, Kingdom Seeker, uh, Big Papa, uh, Derm Ten. I mean, these are all five star yes. reviews. Jake, the Cash Cow, Virginia Bronco, and on there and on and on. Go. Some familiar saying, names in there too. Yep, got one says better than ESPN. Y'all are more genuinely more enjoyable than anything on ESPN. <laughs> the takes are golden brown and not too hot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Makes my day. No better way to start off this awesome week than with that. Perfectly toasted takes. Yes, toasted takes. Golden like brown. Golden brown toasted <laughs> takes. Nice and warm, yep. not too hot. Yeah. Uh So yeah, great great way to start a Monday. It Lots is. of love. Yeah. Feeling yep. it. Um it's Kale's birthday. For his birthday, he got to miss out on Bones Highland being on the show. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anytime Kale's not on the Nugget show, he misses something big. Yep, and yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're gonna need you to take Wednesday off. Maybe Friday as well if yep. we get there. I mean, there's only one variable that's changed. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's dive in here, Zach. I want to start as we kind of dive into this draft. Discussing what a perfect draft looks mm. like for the Broncos, and I'm not necessarily talking about players, but outcome. Mm. When we look back on this draft, if we say, well, the Broncos did X, Y, and Z, it was a perfect draft. To you, what does that mean? Well, to me, when I think of it, like you said, our expectations have to be changed because this week our expectations going into the draft are tempered. We're, we're not as stoked about it. We haven't been diving as deep into it because – 63 other players will be picked before the Broncos pick. Ryan, 63 players. It's going to be tough for the Broncos to have a fantastic draft, and we have to adjust our draft based on that scale. And I'm going to adjust it because if George Payton doesn't come out of it with the Pat Sertan and Javante Williams, I'm not going to kill him because he didn't have those picks. So for me, the expectations are tempered. And so when I think of it, if they can get one Pro Bowler out of this draft, not this year a pro bowler just get one pro bowler and two starters two additional starters in the next two years so by the end of 2023 they have three starters and one of them eventually turns into a pro bowler and then they get a lot of special teams contributors to me that's a stamp well done you've done a great job george payton yeah um that's even more specific than i was going to get first of all who is so who was the closest pick to 64 last year would that be Quinn 
boy. So Javante was 40, so it's yep. probably Javante. But in terms of not trading up, yes, it would be Quinn. 24 picks after that? Yep. And you don't think they picked in the first 24 of the next round? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, there was some trade backs, though. There were. I'll look it I'm up. I'm guessing. And was Quinn the first third round pick, or was that Baron? It was. I think it was. Quinn, you're going Quinn. Quinn. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I remember like talking about Quinn, and then Baron came down, and we were like, "Oh, sh okay. Well, now we got to pivot here. Like, right, was, we right. didn't really get that deep into Quinn. We were just watching his YouTube Quinn stuff." Was pick 98. Yep, ninety-eight. Oh, so there you go. That wasn't. And then what was Baron? One hundred five. Okay, so it was Javante. Yeah. All right. Well, that kind of kills my point, which I was going to say. Like, you can't expect a Pat Sertan or a Javante, right. you're more likely to get a Quinn or a Baron. Mm. And I stand by that. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't add up as, the way I wanted it to with the numbers, but I stand by that. Um, you know, top 50 picks are just different. Yep. Um, you know, in, in this draft is deep. So, you know, you hope to get that, but I don't want to put that expectations, you know, uh, Pat Sertan instant impact starter. That's what you get in the top 10. Um, instant pro bowler you yep. know yep the that's top, what he was the top 40 you get instant contributor uh who you know has the opportunity of being like a fan favorite star kind of guy exactly what javante was picked at 35 right uh beyond the top 50 that's what those guys kind of look like you can get impact players who contribute but they're not going to be considered like instant stars. No one's going to be making the case for them for the Pro Bowl unless you knock it out of the park. And of course, there's a part of us in the back of our mind that says, if anyone can do it, it's yeah. GP. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, putting those expectations on a first pick at fifty-four, uh, at 64, I don't think are fair. So what I was going to say is this draft is a win if we leave feeling the same way that we feel about George Payton right now, mm. which is this guy has a little something to him. He's a little bit of a wizard. We constantly, he constantly makes moves that we say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And wow. How did he find that guy? And geez, he really does have a plan. All of those little phrases that we feel about George Payton, if we're still saying that after this draft, which we're going to be on Saturday, mm -hmm. but if we're still saying this, Six months from now, 12 months from now, two years from now, looking back at this draft, wow, he, he really did it there. Then I'm saying that was a win. So that's a really broad way of looking at it. But it's the number one most important thing to me because right now I look at George Payton and I say, he might be the best GM in the division. Mm. And in this division, you're always looking for little ways, little ways to climb the ladder, little ways to get a leg up on your competition. We know the quarterbacks are fairly even. We know the Broncos might have a little edge in defense, but everyone else stockpiled this year on defense. Um, you know, you go through running game, maybe you lean towards the Broncos. Receivers, maybe you lead toward the, the Raiders. If you get GM, that might be the second most important thing behind quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you might even put it ahead of head coach because personnel is going to be what, you know, smart personnel moves are going to be the little things that allow you to get a leg up on the competition. So I feel that way about George Payton now. I want him to make moves that make us look back and say, yeah, 
he's the one. He's he's the best GM in this division. Ryan, could you imagine if after next year's draft, so the 2023 draft when the Broncos didn't have a pick until 64 this year, and next year they don't have a first or a second round pick, if we're coming out of both of those drafts saying George Payton killed both of those drafts without having a pick until 64 this year in the third round next year, how confident are we going to feel in what he could do when he has a full draft going into 2024? And by the way, he doesn't need to mess with the quarterback position because he has that locked up for the next decade too. It's a fantastic point. And to go to one of your points, I think George Payton does move up in this draft. Mm. And I don't think it's with one of those third round picks because of how much he values those. I think it's with a, a fourth or a fifth round pick and he moves up from 64 somewhere in the 50s and then we're getting to your 50s if you get a player near the 50s that's kind of that pro bowl caliber guy at some point so that's why i think that he does get a pro bowl caliber guy at some point i think it's gonna be too tempting and then he has two third round picks and i think those two third round picks are going to turn out just like last year's two third round picks quinn miners and baron browning who should be starters in the league and boom there you go i think we're walking away saying man george did it again and then special teamers george made no hesitation about it that's what day three is going to be about. He said special teams was bad, and that's on us for not getting the guys. So I think we're going to be looking at a bunch of special teams players on, on the third day of the draft. And that's what you need. This this team can't lose games because of special teams. Look, they don't have to win games this year because of special teams because you have Russell Wilson. Just let him win games. But you can't lose games, especially mm. in this division from special teams. Yeah, and, and while I think you know uh, punting suddenly became less of a need and less of a need because you're hopefully not going to do it as much, um, I think like getting a weapon at that position. Uh, I'm going to play the mace role right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think getting a weapon at that position is even more valuable now um, because again, you're looking for any little leg up you can get on these guys. Nah, leg up. Yes, there nice. you go. There is a. A, a bevy of punter weapons mm-hmm. in this draft. I would like to see the Broncos take one. Yeah. Legitimately. Mm, well, let, let's dive into our guys right now, and let's hit Mace's guys first. Since he's not here, we still want his guys read because, Ryan, Mace is right on the lines of you. Now, we all approached our guys different. Mace is kind of taking a full look at the draft and saying, I want this guy early. I want them to take this guy at some point. And Roger McCreary, cornerback from Auburn. We talked about him last week. He would be a great slot corner of the future for the Broncos. Could also play outside. The way I described him was sticky. Ryan, he's just all over receivers all the time. He's small, so that's why a really good corner could fall to the second round at 64, but that's what Mace is talking about there. Uh, now we have a cornerback, kick returner, punt returner, talking about special teams. Real quick on, on McCreary. Yeah. We saw him at the Senior Bowl. Um, I liked him. I didn't love him there. Okay, so maybe not 64, third round? I don't know. It's so hard. Third round it's, corner. It's... <laughs> It's so hard to frame this stuff in your mind because you're so you're so used to looking at guys as first round draft picks, especially when you go right. yeah. to the senior bowl. So like to me, he didn't look like a first round draft pick. Right. Maybe that's a blessing. Sure. Um, that means he, you know, he could be there for the Broncos at 64. It's really hard for me to frame it. Um, but I'll say he's sticky. I'll give you that for sure. Um, and you know, you got an older player to come in and play the slot for you this year. Right. So you could definitely go there. And again, something you have to think about, you might pick for the future with this pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one's going to necessarily love that. Right. But like a guy, a guy who's on my list who will get to – actually, I won't do it. I won't do it. There is a guy on my list who's an absolute ultimate future pick. Mm. 
Mm. And that's fine. That's right. fine to do this year, especially without a first round pick. You know, I hated it. I'll be fully honest. Hated it, hated it, hated it. One of my maybe my least favorite Broncos draft pick ever. Not necessarily because of anything he did, but because of the way it worked was Brock Osweiler. It just made no sense to draft him there. I agree. Because you looked at the roster and said, you are in a Super Bowl window and you just picked a guy that you don't expect to play for four years now. <laughs> the Peyton Manning injury truthers will say, well, they just weren't sure. Stupid. They were sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'll never buy that. No. I will never buy into the idea that the Broncos signed Peyton Manning thinking like, this could maybe work out for us. <laughs> right. Like, no, you signed Peyton they Manning being positive. like, we're winning Super Bowls very soon. Yep. And then you drafted Brock Osweiler, and I was like, what are you thinking? Yep. But that was so far down the road. Right. Whereas this, you could have a pick that's one year down the road. That's fine at 64. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, Mace also has a guy for special teams, uh, a backup corner, kick returner, punt returner, Marcus Jones from Houston. So going exactly along the lines of what George Payton's saying. He also did talk about returners. I think Muji was the guy that said we need to get a dynamic returner. So Mace heard that. And then speaking of legs, Matt, uh, Areza coming in from San Diego State. And speaking of Darren Muji. San Diego State guy oh. was asked about him specifically, and he said, I'm banging the table every time a San Diego State player comes oh. up. Broncos could potentially use a punter, and we also know Ryan Stonehouse from CSU is an absolute boss. There's some guys that There's could a third guy. get drafted. I forget who he is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after Muji said, uh, just very informally, he said, when asked if, if he thinks a punter gets drafted, he said, all it takes is one. All think, it takes is one team. I think three get drafted. Ooh, Broncos have two seventh round picks. I would love – there's no way Areza lasts to the seventh round. I'll be uh, – he's not their guy <laughs> today. I legitimately think someone jumps in the fifth. Okay, okay. That's about the most – like the highest appropriate yes. time you can go. Yes, I agree. Um, but, again, these guys, when they work out, no one ever looks back and says you drafted them too high. Now, if you have a Roberto Aguayo scenario right. – then you can actually look back and blame the GM for even more because you actually put more pressure on a position that already holds a lot of pressure right. on that guy by drafting him stupidly early. Yep. And you, I legitimately believe that the, the Buccaneers derailed his career by drafting him too high. Now that's an indictment on him as well. You know, he had whatever he, he wasn't mentally tough enough to overcome that extra pressure. It's what, I mean, that's the only thing you can point to it for a guy who, was incredible in college and then all of a sudden could not make a kick in the NFL. Mm -hmm. With that being said, punter doesn't have nearly as much pressure. But somewhat, when you get one, the Broncos haven't had one in years. And it should be so easy in it, the Mile High City. It should be really easy. I mean, Britton Colquitt yep. would probably be the the last good to great punter the Broncos have. Before that, you know, you, you can go back. But um, when you do punt, which you hope to not do, if you can pin these teams deep from your own side of the field, mm -hmm. it makes a world of difference. Yeah, exactly. Now, Ryan, let's punt over to our guys. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Ryan, sometimes I wake up stupid early. But one thing I do that's not stupid, stupid early is taking a scoop of Athletic Greens to start my day. Throw it in a cold cup of water, mix it, chug it down, and boom, you are set to go. That will give you... All of the 75 high-quality vitamins that this has, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and antigens to help start get your day right. And that's 
fantastic way to get your day going. On top of that, it's less than a price of a cup of coffee, so it's affordable too. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. We're trying to catch them on reviews over on uh, iTunes. 10% Not of the way there. Not right there yet. Uh, and it is very, very good quality ingredients. It's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, uh, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar. They've got it all. And if you use the code, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, you'll get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel. Travel packs with your first purchase. Check everything out going on at Athletic Greens at athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. Uh, Zach, I'll admit you look like a better spokesperson for Athletic Greens, <laughs> but I think I look like a better spokesperson for Breckenridge Brewery. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you can get your AGs <laughs> in the morning and then at night, Boom. you can still turn back to your old yep. friend Breck Brew. Um, it's Delicious absolutely bread. Breck Brew season. Um, every Nuggets game, I've just been getting a, a bucket of good company seltzers. Yep. Um, sometimes I share, sometimes I don't. Um, but it's sometimes you're good company to be around. Sometimes right, you're yeah, not. Exactly. Yesterday I was great company to be around <laughs> after that Nuggets win. Um, I literally after the game just kept saying, "I'm so happy, just so happy." I mean, good company played a role in that. Yep. Uh, so check them out. Get your good company hard seltzers. They also have good company uh, lemonade seltzers, which are amazing. Uh, and then of course. Strawberry Sky, uh, the ultimate summer beer, the greatest summer beer of all time, bar none. Mm. I'll take no other options. Um, so check them out, breckbrew.com, and you can use the Breck Brew locator to find out where the ones nearest to you are. Speaking of bars, there's no better place to be for Wednesday night's Nuggets game than right here at the DNVR bar. Ryan, I said I had that race yesterday morning, kind of went into the afternoon, and then I had a softball game in the evening, and I was You're like, I don't softball? think... Yeah, softball. Played softball. Bro, made, where's my invite? Made a little diving catch. Actually, wow. it wasn't a diving catch. It was one that I had to run for, and I caught it, and then I tripped when I caught it, so I made it look a lot more impressive than it was and everyone's like, what a great catch i'm like no no, no. i just i tripped at the end well the, the old jim edmonds yeah <laughs> exactly. manufactured web gems but but it wasn't intentional like i, I was mortified that it happened uh but we lost again One, um, it's because you haven't invited me yet that's probably why um i i once had i played i subbed in for like a orange and blue 760 media team okay they were playing nine news had a diving catch on my hey wow yeah. wow that's got to be up there yeah. in uh, terms of life moments um no it's not but it was <laughs> it was sick it was sick i robbed that, him that does sound sick but anyways i did i just didn't think i had the time to come to the bar for the game and boy was it the wrong decision because i definitely had those those bad vibes going into the game you wouldn't uh, have felt that if you would have came here couch, you would have you yeah, turned it around by myself and it's just like here comes a sweep, especially when they blew it. Yep. When they blew the lead and the Warriors took it over with, what, two minutes left? I, I was just went to a bad place. I got to be here because the bad vibes, there's none of them. Only great vibes here Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Then, again, late night game this Friday when the Nuggets win on Thursday. You got to be at the DNVR bar because there's no better place. Get your Breckenridge Brews. Get your good company and have a fantastic time. Come check us out. I think Jokic solved Draymond. Oh, uh, now that would be it might huge. be a little too late for that because obviously, you know, this team, uh, we all the know Warriors the are, are just freaks. Mm -hmm. um, but back to back games with 37 points. Can't tell me he's giving him issues. I think uh, over those two games when uh, Draymond was the primary defender, he was like 15 of 23. So mm, he solved them. Take it. I'll take it. And I that's, love it. That's an interesting thing about these playoff series is that if, if one thing ever comes out of it, it's like, oh, Jokic solved a new guy. He solved Gobert. Right. right, yeah, right. He solved Anthony Davis. Like he's always comes out of it. Yep. 
figuring out how to beat guys. Uh, anyways, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> Let's move on here. Um, by the way, I felt those same vibes yesterday. I was on uh, the Madden League podcast, yep, a thing yep, that exists yep, now. Exactly. Shout out Will and Levon. Um, they had me on yesterday, and they were like, "What do you like?" When I came on, I was like, "Yeah, I just finished eating lunch." CDC doesn't recommend watching the Nuggets get swept on an empty stomach. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so uh, I think I reverse jinxed it. I told Adam when I got here yesterday. I've never. I don't know what happens when I'm not confident in the Nuggets because it's never happened before today. Mm. Well, then Turned don't be to, don't be confident in them this Wednesday. I won't be. I, <laughs> and weird. I think they're playing with house money because well, they, they know absolutely. the stat that no one else has ever come back from down 3-0. If anyone can do it. If anyone can do it, exactly. It's this team. But not me. I'm not confident. In Good. Them, so. There we go. There we go. You can't be confident. Are you confident in your guys though? Your three guys for the draft. <clears throat> I am confident in my guys now. Again. It's just a different draft. Um, so it's not like before where you could be like, yeah, my guys are uh, Bradley Chubb. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, yeah, exactly. Like you, I guess last year my guys would have been Justin Fields. Mm. I really liked Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think of an, I mean, I did like Sertan. I predicted him to be the Broncos yep, draft pick yep. the day the season ended. Yes, he did. <clears throat> so I guess I'll take credit for that as well. There we go. Um, <laughs> it's not like that this year. It's not yep. possible to be that confident in right. your guys. But right. uh, I, do, I really like these players. Some of them we've talked about already. Um, I, maybe all of them we've talked about already. Um, but let's go to them right here. And the, the first one is the ultimate dream pick. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll stand by this. And this was the one I was referencing earlier. It's a future pick. But it's a direct. It makes direct sense, you know. You have uh, a pass rusher on a the final year of their contract this year. George Payton not giving us any indication that he wants him. Um, so you need someone as early as next year to go and fill in at pass rusher position. You have a top ten talent who got a brutal injury at his pro day, tore his Achilles, and who knows mm -hmm. how far he could fall now i'm sure there's another team between one and 64 but also has a pass rusher on an expiring contract and saying the exact same thing yep so you just you have to cross your fingers and hope but maybe that you know the second and a fourth to move up to 50 could be the answer here where he just falls just far enough that george payton says i'm in and goes and gets him um that's my number one guy that's my number one dream um, and it would just be, it would be exactly what we were talking about earlier. Where like, ah, oh, George Payton. Yep. It's a wizard. Yep. He is. And Ryan, we don't, we'll, we'll stick with your list, but spoiler alert, Ojabo is one of my guys as well, because he is the ultimate dream pick. And I probably don't think he makes it out of the first round. I think he's that good. Uh, a team is going to say, we just saw what happened to Cam Akers. He was able to come back before the season was even over, uh, it, coming off a of torn Achilles. So we're not going to let him slide out of the first round. But if he does, that's when I can see George Payton actually using one of those third-round picks and 64 to move up to mm. 41 mm. to get him. And, man, this would be a dream because not only are we talking uh, a future pro bowler, we're talking about a potential all-pro that the Broncos just got at a position of need. The draft could be done there for George Payton, and he nailed it. It's a grand slam right there. And it's a dream pick because I just don't think he's going to be there. But you got to play through these scenarios. George Payton and his personnel team are starting mock drafts today. He has to go through many scenarios where Ojabo's there at 28. Do we make that trade up? 
probably not. It's probably too much. He's there at 36. We think he could go at 37 or 38. Do we make that trading of a third and a fourth on top of 64? This is a guy who I'd be doing so many scenarios over. On the betting show, we call that a consensor. Ah, I don't know why it's not consensus. (laughs) We just call it a consensor. Um, So there it is. There's our consensus Mm, dream of the draft. Um, All right, let's go back to my list here. The second one is a guy we have talked about Mm -hmm. here, Tariq Woolen. Um, Here's my thought here, is if you can't take a 6'4 cornerback who runs a (laughs) sub-4-3 and turn him into a player, that's just on you. Mm -hmm. It's on you. It's not on him. Uh, you, You have to be able to take that type of ball of clay and turn it into art and really quick one of the few coaches that was retained from last staff to this staff was defensive backs coach christian parker so they have a lot of confidence in him yep absolutely um so Tariq woolen like i said he is six four and i believe he ran a four two six yep <laughs> that doesn't seem real no it seems fake and in fact not only should you be able to turn him into a player on defense, you should be able to turn him into a player on offense. Yeah, he should be doing a little Champ Bailey both sides of the ball. Exactly. Like, put him out there, tell him to run a streak once a game and see if if Russ can drop it in the bucket. Um, This is too much of an athletic freak and an athletic weapon to not go after him, in my opinion. Now, 64 could be a little early because he is true project material. But, you know, um, when we went to Chicago – Eric was just dropping like badass designs. And he was like, yeah, but all of the team's colors and branding is so good. He's like, this is like you gave the chef the mm. best ingredients. Of course, you're going to get a good mm. meal. This is what this is. Yep. You're giving your chef the best ingredients. So go make a great meal. And why I love that. I absolutely love that. And why he may drop despite being 6'4", uh, 4'2", is because he's very raw. He's only played cornerback for two years. And the Broncos can have that luxury to have him sit for a year and develop. And you know what? If they want him to sit for two years and have him develop, they can do that. They can pay Ronald Darby in 2023. If they don't want him, then they can, if they if they want him to play next year, they can cut Ronald Darby and save tons of money. So it would just be a, a really good pick that would fit a future need, a good backup. And then Ryan, we talked about special teams. He could be a dangerous returner while he's learning to be a cornerback. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I love this guy, uh, and I just I don't know how you could fail. Mm. Like, actually, I do, but it would be your fault. <laughs> it would. It would it be would totally be, your you, fault. You got to teach this guy how to play football uh, and how to play corner. And if you can't do that, with the forget the speed, the length. Yep. You know that is a guy who should be able to make things really difficult on receivers just with his length. Then you put in the fact that he can run. Stride for stride with literally anyone in the NFL. Yeah. If you can't make that work, it's guys. just on you. It's and just maybe you like him you. because he's the perfect Madden player. The perfect Madden player. In my defense, George Payton also loves those types of players. He does. And it's worked out well for him. Is he secretly in the Madden League? He is might he be. We like don't know? Baron Browning is like a perennial Pro Bowler. Yeah, in the yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, you look around these guys, uh, you get athletic freaks. Yep. And you say, hey, coaching staff, what do I pay you all this money to do? Teach right. this guy how to be a baller. Yep, exactly. Uh, and that fits so perfectly for my third guy, too. This guy yep. might be the freak of the draft. The single highest RAS score of any tight end ever. <laughs> and just think of the athletes that we've seen at that position. You yep. know, really great. You've heard all the basketball stories. Antonio Gates, Julius Thomas, all of those guys. Um, 
you you take an athletic freak at this position and you teach them how to play and a lot of times it works out in a big big way especially if you have one thing what is that thing a quarterback which mm -hmm. is the something the broncos have zach six seven <laughs> he's six seven which might scare you athletically now again it's called relative athletic score for a reason because it's it's based on how athletic you are to your size right and his size is huge so he gets a huge advantage but six foot seven 260 pounds and he ran a four six 140 insane insane yeah and, and and it's hard to sometimes conceptualize like a four six one when albert o's on the other side running a four four five mm -hmm. um but a four six a four six one for a guy who's six seven yep is just freakish and i like freaks and i want them on my team and um, and he could really develop into an all-around tight end too exactly because he has that size um if you wanted to you could beef up his frame a little bit and now he's you know looking like a tackle out there for you um but at the same time he can jump he you know he's strong he's huge he's athletic it's the same thing that i would say just now about uh about my guy woolen is if you can't make that work that's on you yeah very very fair and man think of alberto and him if they're both able to develop just another weapon for us would be so dangerous. And this kind of goes along with where I'm going with my guys. So let's take a look at my guys. Real quick, you just opened up a dream for me. Oh, boy. Imagine, even if you didn't even line them up on the line, imagine mm -hmm. going four wide with Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Alberto, and Jelani Woods. Cortland's your shortest guy. He's your shortest. <laughs> yes, exactly. You, uh, there's no way a team has the guys to even match up with three of those no. guys, let alone four. No. Someone is in big trouble. Yep, big time trouble. And there's nothing they can do. Right. Because they don't have the 6-4-4-2-6 cornerbacks just around the field. Yeah, I mean the worst like the worst matchup you're getting is like a small linebacker on Jelani Woods. Right. Because they put they use the corners yep. or the defensive backs everywhere else and now you've got a little guy trying to guard this 6-7 behemoth. A little slow guy probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's probably Good I mean luck. Maybe he runs a 4-6, maybe he doesn't. Mm -hmm. But regardless, he's a solid seven inches shorter than Jelani Seriously, Woods. seriously. So you're just you're just lining him up and saying, go make a play. What a red zone weapon. Oh. Man, I, I, lo I love it. And we're dreaming today, and that's one that could actually happen. Because, Ryan, he may not even go in the second round. He may go in the third round. So yes. that, that would be just awesome. A guy that's not going to be there in the third round is my second guy because Ojabo is the dream pick. I'm going Trey McBride, going along the tight end route as well. And, Ryan, he's kind of the opposite uh, of your guy because That's Trey true. McBride is not a physical specimen. In fact, when we saw him at the Senior Bowl, the very first practice, right when they got on the field, I think you pointed out first, oh, my gosh, is that Trey? <laughs> he's so small. And for the next 10 minutes, I was so worried about Trey because I want him to succeed. He's a DNVR athlete, Colorado native, CSU guy. So I really want to see him succeed. And he looks so small. But then you know what? You didn't even notice his size out there playing. He was blocking guys extremely well. He was making incredibly athletic catches. So I think he is going to be this extremely talented all-around tight end in the NFL. And that's what the Broncos need right now. They need an all-around tight end. He would be an immediate day one starter for them. So I would love this pick because it also doesn't put Alberto out. 
It just puts Alberto as that receiver that Nathaniel Hackett believes him to be right now as he continues to develop. Worst case scenario, Ryan, maybe not worst case scenario, I guess best case scenario, you have two great tight ends that are weapons, <laughs> that are young weapons for a very long time on top of Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams. So I would just love this pick. The issue with McBride is I think you're going to have to move up. I think with his size, Ryan, I think he falls into the second. I don't think he falls much past the early second. So this would have to be a trade-up. Uh, it's something that I would do. Just going to have to see how far he falls. So obviously love Trey, um, just like you want the best for him. Here's my only gripe as it relates to Trey coming to the Broncos. He does so much of his work in the middle of the field, and he is a beast there. In the way that Jelani Woods is a red zone target, a red zone specialist, uh, maybe, Trey is a chain mover and a middle of the field specialist. He's essentially a really big slot receiver mm -hmm. um, that can come in and just work his way open. Um, in the one one way that he is a physical specimen is the length of his arms. Yep. Huge, um, huge wingspan. And he can use his frame to box guys out, get his hands out there. But like I'm talking about as he runs, you know, an eight yard in or sorry, an eight yard comeback right at the sticks. You throw it to him. He gets his hands out there. Yep. He catches it and falls yep. back and moves the chains. Russ doesn't really live there. And it's, it's the true. only thing that's hard for me to imagine. A lot of people relate that or equate that back to Russ's height. I don't know if that's really what it is. I mean, on the surface, on paper, it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, he can see things outside of the tackle boxes a lot easier than he can right where there's a bunch of giants standing in front uh -huh. of him. Right. Um, so maybe that's just a habit that he developed when he was young and he's just stuck with it. But if you told me, if you get Trey McBride, Russ will work the middle of the field. I'm in. But I'm just scared that not necessarily that they would do it and he wouldn't do it, is that the Broncos look at Trey McBride and just say, he's a middle of the field guy. We're not really a middle of the field team anymore. That's fair. And that's something that you have to communicate with Russ. And we know that George Payton and Russ are talking about those things. So Trey McBride could be off the Broncos board if that's what he says. Or Russ says, I've just never had that guy before. Get me that guy, and I will. Real quick, Jose in the comments is saying, come on, RK, you brought up the Broncos haven't drafted a tackle since Bulls, and then you proceeded to not draft one. Yeah. This is not <laughs> our draft. This is our guys. These are the guys who we're stamping our name on saying, he's a baller, and I want him to be a Bronco. Mm -hmm. it, so this, is, you know, this isn't a mock draft. Maybe we'll get to a mock draft mm. um, or do you know one of those simulators where you get every player you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But – this is not uh, who we would who you would draft necessarily, or the way that we want the Broncos to draft. It's just these are our guys. These are the guys that we look at and say, I I want him. I'm putting my name on it. That guy can play. And I am going offensive tackle because I'm going Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. We have talked about him. He is a physical physical specimen as well. He's really new to the game. He's from Austria. Has only played a couple of years of, of, of football. In fact, converted into a tackle. He's so talented. And he's also a really good tackle right now with so much room left to grow. 
I don't think he's going to be there at 64. I think he's a guy that you're going to have to trade up for. But these are the guys that I'm looking for in order for George Payton to have get that Pro Bowl or potential All-Pro. I think he's going to be a stud in the league in just a couple of years. And boy, for the Broncos, he also fits perfectly because he is a guy that can come in. I think he would win the job week one. But if he doesn't, he can develop for a year and continue to turn into a tackle. And I think he is going to be a Pro Bowler one day. If, if they're able to get a Pro Bowl tackle at right tackle without using a first-round pick, uh, they, they've crushed it. You won't be able to stop me from calling him Rain Man. Yeah. It's just what my yeah. brain sees when, <laughs> yeah. when I see his yeah. name written down. Um, there you go, Athletic Freak. Yep. Give me all the Athletic Freaks. You I believe in this coaching staff. I believe in the coaching staff, um, but I just believe in the – the building right like mm -hmm. you're gonna just have a great building obviously you want guys you know i thought john always started a great trend um uh three four years ago of drafting captains drafting guys everyone loves you know there's all these stories about how great they are in the community yeah. i want to keep that going too um but i'm just saying you take these really talented athletic guys and put them on a good team and allow them to just do what they do well at first and slowly but surely mold them into well-rounded players you're gonna miss on some athletic freaks uh it just happens yep but if you hit especially on those guys the ceiling is just so high it is um that that's that's what i want to see the, the broncos do really for the next two drafts when the chances of getting a high uh hitting that high ceiling are just lower because you don't have a first round pick yeah you're exactly right and ryan one thing that you got to get in on his DraftKings sportsbook they're going to have awesome player props over under on guys the draft is so much fun especially in the first round when you don't have a broncos pick that you're following you want to be interested in the draft we'll get in on player props for the first round DraftKings has it all and they've also got it all over at DraftKings sportsbook for the nba playoffs if you bet five dollars on any game in the first round you'll instantly get 150 dollars in free bets for new customers only you must bet at least five dollars and 150 dollars in your account you don't even have to win that game so might as well bet on the nuggets this Wednesday. Wednesday, you'll get 150 free dollars in bets, which you can use for the draft, and then you'll also win once the Nuggets win. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR to turn $5 into $150 in free bets for new customers only. That's a minimum of a $5 deposit over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And speaking of DraftKings, Ryan, got to give out my DraftKings Sportsbook pick up of the week because there's one over at DraftKings that I love right now and it is the Denver Nuggets not quite sure about the line yet but what I love is the over under the over is 226 and a half for Wednesday night's game every single game so yeah. far hasn't just hit the over it's, it's been it. way over so I love that whatever happens in the game it's going to be a high scoring one so give me the over and then I'm, I'll probably do something on Nuggets too but th that just seems easy I believe the winning team in this series has had over 125 points in every game. <laughs> yep. um, so that means you just need the other side to cover 100 yep. and not lose by 30. Yep, exactly. Uh, that's a really good bet. I love it. I, if I could, I would just say that's mine too. Um, but I'll go uh, Jokic points. Um, again, I think he solved Draymond. Um, maybe Draymond tries to kick him in the balls this time. Maybe Probably will. he tries to sprain his ankle, poke mm -hmm. his eye out, whatever dirty thing um, Draymond has up his sleeve. Hopefully Yoke can dodge that. And if he does, then he's going to put up a big number. I think I'm still waiting on the 40. 
for him. Hmm. Uh, I think it comes this next game. Uh, I love that right now. Uh, Jokic, 30 and a half points. Like you said, past yeah. two games, 37. Right, exactly. And before that, 25-26. So trending up the whole series. Um, yeah, he's going to cover 30 and a half. Yes, he absolutely. Well, he knows that he has to put the team on his back. And shout out to our friends over at American Raptors yes. in Infinity Park. It is that time. Get out to Infinity Park to catch some American Raptors, to, to, to catch some really fun rugby. And, of course, we've got the rugby coverage over at thednvr.com. Our guy Colton Strickland does a great job covering the team. And if you want to have a really fun Saturday, go to Infinity Park and check out what they've got going on. You can find out all that information you need over at AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free tickets to the upcoming season. That's right, free to have an awesome Saturday. It's really, uh, It really is a great, and I love what the uh, American Raptors are doing trying to take great athletes from other sports. Obviously we always talk about this with soccer in America is mm -hmm. the best athletes in the sport. Don't play that from a young age. Right. Whereas you go to Brazil, for example, like if you're a great athlete in Brazil, unless you're like Nene, then you know, you're going to play <laughs> soccer. Then that's why, you know, uh, a lot of countries are better than us at soccer. It's true. Unless um, you're like six ten, like the, the same is true for rugby. Um, there are countries where that's a top sport. Yeah. This isn't one of them. So, the American Raptors are saying, okay, well, you were a great athlete at football. You were a great athlete at basketball, but it didn't quite work out for you. Right. See what it's like over here, and maybe we get some great players. And they already have succeeded in finding some really great athletes and turning them into rugby players. Uh, and hopefully that will one day help the U.S. become a, a World Cup contender. That's a great point. That's a great point. Ryan, should we hop into the comments section? Let's do it. And actually, first, we got to get to our player Profile oh, for yeah. the final week leading up to the draft. And today, we're talking about a name that a lot of people know around here. Chad Muma, of course, the linebacker from Wyoming. 6'3", 239 pounds. His strengths, according to our draft guys, excellent athlete. 978 RAS score. Four down ability skills to cover on third down. Uh, impact athlete to be special teams contributor. His weaknesses Prone to in, uh, misreading keys and over-pursuing in the run game. Can struggle navigating through trash and designating from or getting rid of blockers. Disengaging from blockers. Can lack ideal balance and strength when playing inside. Ryan, what would you think of the Broncos getting Chad Muma? Well, I've talked about this before, about how doing the player-to-player, school-to-school <laughs> comp is a little bit lazy. And it usually is. Chad Muma and Logan Wilson are a lot alike. <laughs> Even if you just read those, you know, uh, the weaknesses. If you watch Logan Wilson uh, on Sundays, if there's one place, he sometimes gets a little bit washed out in the run, which happens to a lot of these super quick um, coverage linebackers. I don't want to do like this is um, kind of like my reunion take, which is like I don't want to just look in the front range rocky mountain yep. Yep. area yep. um for players but i really like i like chad muma i think it's a it's a style of player that the broncos have been lacking uh for a while now maybe baron browning is going to kind of be able to play right. that role for them we just don't we don't know what they're doing with him um so i like i like chad muma a lot and i do really see the logan wilson comp despite the fact that that's usually lazy and i i think with chad muma he's kind of the opposite of josie jewel uh that the instincts and the first step that josie jewel has and he's had coming out and that's one of the reasons the broncos loved him 
Chad Muma actually doesn't have. Uh, he he misdiagnoses plays, whether it's run or pass plays, all the time. But then he has that athletic ability to catch up to it. Josie Jewell, if he misreads a play, he's probably not catching up to it. So a very different type of player, and I think would complement the room well. But Ryan... Ah, man, I think some teams are going to see the similarity in Logan Wilson, and some teams will have a second-round grade on him. Others, I think, have more of a fourth-round grade on him because they're just worried that the instincts aren't there and that he's going to get burned without those instincts in the NFL. If he's there in the third, that's going to be very appealing. If he's there in the fourth, boy, that's a fantastic pick. He's not a guy that I'm going with at 64, though, at least right now. Uh, but one thing that he does provide, he's a he's a four-team special teams player from the moment he walks into the NFL, an absolutely great special teamer. Yeah, uh, and while we're talking about local guys, um, Hank told me something really interesting this week, which is um, Carson Wells, who was a buff, um, was a standout for them, led the uh, led the NCAA in tackles for loss two, two seasons ago. Um, he's just a freak. He is was playing on the edge uh, for the Buffs, and I guess Henry was saying he might consider a move to the inside mm. at the next level. And again, this would be like a, maybe a seventh round pick. Right. I kind of like the idea of that because he's a little under uh, a little under where you want him to be as an athlete. Right. For uh, an edge rusher in the NFL, but he's a little above what you need for an athlete as an inside player. Right. It would be a tough transition for him. I think it's a he's a guy who legitimately has the instincts to make it. Um, he's obviously big. He's strong. Um, he's fast. So might be worth rolling the dice on. If we know anyone that's going to find those good seventh rounders or priority free agents, it's going to be George Payton. Totally. Absolutely. Yep. And especially in the backyard. Yep. Exactly. Um, where you, you know, you also have Nate Landman, who um, is was once a considered a good draft prospect. Mm-hmm. So many injuries now. We'll see how... He goes, there's another DNVR athlete, so we'll see. Yep. We'll, see, we'll see what happens. Exactly. Let's hit the Super Chats first. First one coming in from Alaska. Preston says, new stadium idea, George Payton Field at Pat Bolin Field at Mile High. Thoughts? Also, happy birthday, Kale. Everyone should follow his photo page. Absolutely very happy uh, to be celebrating the day with Kale. And <laughs> Ryan, um, a super wealthy owner is not going to buy a team pay billions of dollars for a stadium, even if there's taxpayer revenue to help, still going to cost him a couple billion. And then not only put one mm-hmm. other person's name on it, but then two other people's name on the stadium. It's more likely to be Rob Walton Stadium at Mile High than it will George Payton or Pat Bolin. I, I actually think it's just more likely to be something Walmart other than any. No, not even because, uh, you know, Walmart isn't, you're not going to get money from that, right? You're paying yourself from one business to right, another. Right, right. Um, you, fi- you find an outside place that's going to actually generate cash for you. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be for the first 10 years in Power Field at Mile High. And that sucks. <laughs> yes, it does. Hated that from the start. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Like maybe if you got a good brand, I would have called it that. Right. But right. I'm not. It's right. just going to be Mile High. Okay, there we go. And I think that's <laughs> what it is for most people. Yep. 100%. <laughs> Mile High Prophet says, "Would would uh, or who would our beloved Broncos have to give up in a trade to get into the first round? Can't wait to represent Broncos country in Vegas this week. Right on, Mile High Prophet. You know who it is, Jerry Judy. JJ. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you want to get into the first round, which I don't think you should be that desperate to be, 
that's the guy you would probably trade. Maybe Bradley Chubb is another candidate, especially if it doesn't sound like they're too excited about re-signing him. This is interesting. We haven't talked about this yet. Remember how uh, George Payton was also hesitant to talk about Noah Fant right before yeah, they traded him? Yep, it's very true. So maybe that's where that uh, is going. That I don't even know if that would be enough to get you into the first round. It would probably have to be Bradley Chubb plus XYZ. Bradley Chubb plus 64. Gets you into the first, yep. yeah. And then you're not picking again until whatever. Right, until the third. But, man, what if you do that in order to get Ojabo? Oh, it's and then you're going Jonathan Cooper as a starter alongside <sighs> Randy Gregory. I mean, you are rolling the dice on this year. But, Ryan, is the Broncos' Super Bowl window truly start this year? I think so, yes. You think so? Yep. I think inside the building they're saying let's give it one year. In fact, Nathaniel Hackett even wasn't, uh, wasn't that shy about saying that. That's so lame. Back-to-back <laughs> years of a quarterback winning yeah. the Super Bowl in their first year with a team. Man, it would be the ultimate. Our, our Super Bowl window truly starts in 2023 if they, if they do that. And I would hate it. But I would like getting Ojo. <laughs> right. uh, the Super Bowl window is wide open right now. It could be. I mean, especially with, uh, with what Russ brings. Yep. 100%. All right, from Jacob, who says, My boys, I'm wondering who our yearly day three DB is going to be this year. I'm really intrigued by Cam Taylor Britt from a school that way. From uh, Nebraska. <laughs> um, no matter what, I'm watching Russ highlights on day one. Let's ride. Let's ride. And, yep, that's going to be uh, day one. And that's why you can sit back and say, this draft, really, regardless of what happens, is a success. Because they got Russ. We can't show Russ highlights on our show. But we can watch Russ highlights on our show. I think <laughs> we're gonna take like a little break. Everyone just gets yep, to watch yep, Russ yep. highlights. We can like narrate them. Yep. Man, the NFL's so lame. It really is. So lame. And that's the reason we can't, is the NFL, you have to be like an official partner. They're extra lame too. Yeah. Um and they deserve to be called out for this. Like the NBA um is super willing to let whoever use their highlights yep. because it grows the game. Right. You know, you're seeing it all over That's Twitter, so Instagram, TikTok, wherever you go, there's dope NBA highlights. Um, the NFL won't even let you just like make a cool highlight reel and tweet it. Nope. Not even if it's one minute long. <laughs> yeah, no, no advertisements, no yep. logos, no yep. nothing. You just can't do that. The no fun league. Yeah. There we go. Another example of it. And we have, I think we have another one coming in from mile high profit. At the very bottom? Okay, it's it's the same one. Um, let's hop into the comment section right now, Ryan. First one coming in from Vency says, Hey, guys, regarding the George Payton pressure discussion, what do you think of him saying this about the quarterbacks? Quote, even though we're not going to take one high, unquote. So they may be planning to take one in the later rounds? It, it was in his we enjoy breaking down the quarterbacks response. Fact or fiction that the Broncos are going to draft a quarterback, even if it's not high, Ryan? Um... Somewhere in between. Uh, I definitely think they could take a, a, yeah. a flyer on a sixth or a seventh round guy. And the reason is, Ryan, they have two backups that are getting paid $1 million this year. Unless you have a $5 million-plus investment in a backup quarterback, you always have a little need there. Now, it's not going to be pressing where it's in the third round, but I could certainly see them take a guy in the sixth or seventh. But don't I, make that any bigger of a deal than, than it is. Why am I blanking on the guy's last name? Caleb? Ellaby. Ellaby. Yep. There. I, yep. I wanted to say Eason, which is Jacob Eason. <laughs> he really uh, is the guy to look out for, though. He really is. And, and again, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Um, get a, you know, uh exciting prospect with a lot of work to do um who isn't going to play for a long time yeah and see what happens uh you know the 
worst case scenario is you use a late round draft pick on a guy that goes away. The best case scenario is like, hey, maybe he really shines. You're able to flip him for a high draft pick and, you know, help your Super Bowl chances. That would be incredible. Or just get a back backup for us for the next 10 years. A good backup. That's like the middle ground, right? Mm-hmm. It's weird to draft a guy. It's so weird to draft a quarterback just to be a backup. Yep. Um, but, but when you have Russ, it's okay. It's, to- it's totally fine. It's just weird. Right. Like, you're kind of – it's like a middling a bet, right? Right. You're like, yeah. Yeah. all right, so I could – you know, I, I if I hit right in the middle here, I'll double my profit yeah. because I have this number and I have this number. Like, back career backup is like middling a quarterback bet. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It is. Next one from Haller Broadsurf says, Your recent talk about rebranding made me think, one, if it had to be a corporation, which one would you be okay with the Broncos buying – or with buying the Broncos? I think like Walmart's, you know, the Walton oh. family. What big corporation would you be okay with? I have no idea. Is DNVR big enough yet? Uh, there That's we go. All city. city. Yeah, there we go. All city. Two, what is your existing or conceptual favorite football uniform? Existing favorite football uniform is definitely uh, gold helmets, black jerseys, black pants for the buffs. Uh, of course it is. I'll just go the complete opposite. Give me that Rams helmet. Which one? CSU Rams. The the one with the uh, the horns the on standard? it. standard? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's actually a good helmet. <laughs> I know that. I know you would agree with that. He says, I have to say Patagonia buying the Broncos and the Dylan <laughs> Panther uniforms from FNL Season 3. What White jersey, blue about? lettering, oh, and ghetto Lights. outline. Sign me up. Man, Patagonia. I'd be down for Patagonia buying the Broncos. We'd have some cool wilderness name for the stadium. They've got like some... They've got like knit jerseys, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you have a buyback program, and yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I sure Patagonia. Yeah, why not? It's good. Yeah, I like it. Next one coming in from Mark It Snatch. Hey guys, we'll skip the walk around the league until the draft type wears off. I just wanted to ask: in this draft, what are the worst position groups for the Broncos to not take a player? So the let me wrap my player. rind around this. So worst position groups to not take a player wouldn't that just be the best position groups to take a player yes exactly exactly (laughs) and i'm gonna go with what george payton said edge Edge. broncos have the need there and also george payton said it's the strength of the draft ryan we knew it was strength of the draft but when george payton says it i'm gonna say it's the strength of the draft you know what the second strength of the draft is in my opinion what wide receiver uh and i think that you wouldn't hurt yourself by taking one uh taking a wide receiver in this draft depending on how high you take them could be the ultimate true sign of what they think of kj hamler if you take one in the third round a burner sorry kj is not well ahead of schedule or like what mike cliss reported last week the day before george payton said that that his surgery was a lot more complicated than they thought then that's true if it's one in the sixth round they're just taking a flyer on a guy i'm not even thinking that way i'm just thinking they think that kj hamler's uh legs move too fast for the human hamstring Oh <laughs> yes, that issue. Like every time he runs full speed, he pulls his hamstring. So fair. something is wrong. And I've had people come at me that were like, he didn't have this issue in college, but he has it now, and it's been popping up all the time for multiple years now. In 2020, he either had three or four hamstring injuries in one calendar year. Yes, and and there's just nothing predictable about that injury. It's not like oh, just sit out for five weeks and then you know that you're back to 100 percent. it could literally happen that the first time you try to run full speed after you waited five weeks you tweak it again um 
and it's been a problem. And then he had the ACL. So it's just, it's not a KJ problem. It's just a KJ's body problem. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's a very good point. Next one coming in from Litvatsky. He says, hey, y'all, I know Nacho Brad has called out to some OGs. I also wanted to share a Kyle Sloter sighting this weekend in the USFL. He lit it up for the New Orleans Breakers. Also had a question about the backup quarterback. Does Rippon have a chance to make the roster? Any chance we add another late quarterback? Appreciate you as always, OG MVP Litvatsky. Well, you certainly enjoyed our answer a couple minutes ago uh yeah brett rippin ryan do you think he's kind of shown what he can be in the nfl career backup a good enough career backup we don't know and that's why i think the broncos would look to an upgrade here i mean we've have we ever even we've seen him come into one game in relief yeah and he was actually kind of dope for like seven passes and then he threw a pick exactly it's he was seven for seven or six for six and then threw a pick um i think he's a he could be a career backup um, I think Peyton Manning once said, if I get hurt, we're effed anyway. <laughs> um, and he was right. It's very uh, true. So that's why he didn't want to give reps to the backup quarterback ever. And I fully support that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I could totally agree. Russ should be taking every rep. Yeah. I mean, you could probably make the, the, um, argument that you shouldn't even roster a, a backup quarterback. Just Kendall Hinton it. And if, if you lose Russ, just, obviously, unless it's for like a week or two. Right, right, right. But I'll touch wood on this whole conversation. It's giving me anxiety. Yes, thank you. Um, we needed that. But, yeah, I mean, career backup, maybe you want a better career backup or a more athletic career backup. Yep, exactly. And that's what a Caleb Ellaby could be in terms of, uh, in terms of maybe being more of a Russ backup. By the way, I'm not like a true – through and through football guy just like thinking about football like 24 7 like i'm a i'm an all sports fan but all city the, all the usfl does less than nothing for me oh i totally agree totally forgot after last week when it was first on that it even happened this weekend it would i mean something crazy would have to happen for me to turn it on it's kind of like the grammys or the oscars the <laughs> oscars no chance of me turning that on until someone got slapped right yep <laughs> yeah it's uh it's very true I just, it's just not, it's, it's not exciting. It's not good football. The teams are averaging like 16 points a game. I've seen enough 16 points a game over the last six seasons for the Broncos to want to watch anything like that. Um, well, and just remember Kyle Sloter, the guy who John Elway wanted to protect, uh, to, to not embarrass himself at the NFL level was cut by the Broncos because John didn't want him to be embarrassed. He was a first-round pick, so like that kind of shows you the level of competition in the USFL. You're picking that over NBA playoffs? Yeah, that's wild. That's, that is wild. Just <laughs> I, like good for you. It's just not for me. Good for you, bud. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> um, I, you're, I'm out of order compared to what order you're in, so I'm gonna let you keep going. And last one coming in from our guy Ryan Clayman. He says, "Hey, DNVR fam. Sorry for being MIA for a while. I got a promotion at work some months back, and it has been keeping me busy. Congratulations, RC." He says. I might get behind on the podcast, but I still listen to all of them. Love hearing the stories about where everyone was at the Russell when Russell Wilson was traded. I was torn between getting Aaron Rodgers or drafting a quarterback in the first. I was at work when I saw the news that Rod- Rodgers was staying in Green Bay. I thought, damn. And then was like, oh, well, rookie quarterback it is. I went back to work thinking about watching more tape on Malik Willis. I see an alert that says, Broncos trade for Wilson. Not knowing that we were in talks to get Russell Wilson, I thought the trade was for a backup cornerback or something. I shrugged it off and went back to work. Wait, what? A co-worker then came into my office and asked what I thought about Russell Wilson being traded to us. I laughed and was like, good one, bro. Very funny. 
When it hit me that he was not being funny, I picked up my phone and started to scroll through. When I saw it, I slammed my hand on the desk and screamed, let's go. <laughs> Lucky no one else heard that scream. My coworker will now tell me everything hour or, or everything or everything hour that I check my phone. Thank you and stay awesome, my friends, RC. That's crazy. He really that thought the Broncos traded crazy. for Marco Wilson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Could you imagine just shrugging that off, and then a couple hours later you find out that it was Russ? I know. That's a great story, RC. <laughs> that is crazy. I'm There's happy I didn't do Jared that. Jared Wilson is a DB out there. Man, that's incredible. That is incredible. Um, these stories are hilarious. What's a, Oh, a last-second super chat? All right, let's get to it. Uh, from Jacob, again, Kyle Schwarber slamming his bat last night got more news and was more electric than the entire two weeks of the USFL. Um, yeah, well, someone right above that, though, said it was Jose who said a guy teabagging another guy after blocking him uh, isn't shocking enough for the USFL. I didn't hear about it, so clearly <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't either. It sounds, uh, it sounds hilarious. Though. sounds like it would have been a penalty in the Not For Fun League. Yeah, Schwarber losing it last night went viral yes it certainly did and that's because everyone hates angel angel hernandez yep um because he's really bad at his job <laughs> and it's easy to hate him like i can't even baseball is so crazy how you're just relying on the, the ump it uh, is like you can be right they can be wrong it doesn't matter nope it doesn't matter at all like yesterday i was safe at second called me out oh Ridiculous. really yep well, g give us the breakdown here. Oh, it, I mean, it was just uh, it, the ball was hit to shortstop. I was on first, of course, with my speed. I beat him to the bag. Uh, I, I, it was a tie, and you know what the saying is. Tie goes to the runner. I was safe. That's outdated information. I was safe. There's no such thing as a tie. Um, so someone's got to be out <laughs> or safe. Um, no such thing as that. I, I can follow. I so can it, was a, it, that. it was like deep in the hole or whatever. Like they had to yep. pivot to make the play. Yep, yep. It's tough, man. You got to be a little faster. I guess I do. You know, I didn't slide, and I felt bad about that after. I should have slid. Ah, uh, it kind of sucks sliding, um, because those fields aren't like perfectly groomed. Yes. Like like course field or anything like that. Right. So when it's you slide, not like that, you don't know what you're about to be diving into. You're probably gonna bleed. Yep. Oh, definitely <laughs> for sure. So you got to decide: <laughs> is this is this softball game worth me having like a torn up knee for the rest of the week yep and i was wearing pants and i was like man these are lulus i can't tear these oh guys. you can't do that you gotta get some baseball <laughs> pants my guy uh yeah I, it's kind of a it's it's a it's a very casual league. then don't slide yes yes yeah. that's why i didn't all right um <laughs> i was still safe though one last thing tonight dnvr madden super bowl yes rk versus <laughs> brian volume five mm, i love it volume five really volume five Woo. first four volumes all went to me. Mm. Uh, Are you conceding yet? Nope. Nope. Definitely not conceding. Um, had a crazy win over Hank on Saturday yes, night. Yes, did. Uh, diving interception on the goal line yep. to seal the win. I was up seven. Um, this is the ultimate clash of styles. Brian, I believe, threw 90 touchdowns with Josh Allen <laughs> Just this year. insane. And, uh, and I like to balance it out, spread it out. 2,000-yard yep. uh, rusher, 1,500-yard receiver. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see. It's a it's a, it's a serious clash of styles. Good luck going for six. Going for number six. Man, people did not cheer for the Patriots outside of New England. Your household may be the only one cheering for you tonight. That's fine. <laughs> I like that. I like being the villain. It helps me get that chip on my shoulder that uh, 
the guys on the Madden podcast were saying I desperately need. Uh, yes, yes, you need that. Yep. That's for sure. After they were upset oh, oh, what I told you about Hank the other night. Yep. When I said, I, I, <laughs> yeah. If he wins, good for him. Yeah, we need you to have some fire. All right. I'm, it's coming. You're going to have no fire winning a championship. I like the villain role. It's disappointing. Role. It's I like disappointing. The villain, <laughs> the villain role that doesn't care. Well, I, I, I might care now. Mm, now that I can good. play the villain. There we go. There we go. Let's go, Brian. All right. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. It's been a great talk. Appreciate all of you guys uh, jumping in the comments and, and joining the conversation with us. Um, keep hitting us with those five-star reviews. We're almost to 800 now. So yes, it's time, let's go. It's time to keep those rolling. Of course, hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out. Sign up uh, to subscribe or alerts. And we will catch you guys tomorrow on the DNPR Broncos podcast. Draft week. Country Now understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton. Take you back one last time